Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown, along with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. Tim Thurber. Hello. And this is State of Atlanta. What, what, is, what is that? What did you just do? The audio is all for some. Oh, you unscrewed a can. Gotcha. Uh. <laughs> still digging through these uh, holiday editions. I am such a uh, you know uh, alcoholic that I try to like maximize or minimize my my cost per alcoholic volume. So like, whenever I go to the store to get my Miller Lite and the high quality alcohol, I always look. And those tall cans are always like the best value for the ounce or price of the ounce, but it does not fit in my beer fridge very well. So yeah. I have to pay extra for the thirty pack that I go through a couple times a week. Yeah, that's, you get thirty. I, I, I do the 30 packs and I, I think I told you guys one week I, I brought it up to the liquor store counter and they rang it up and the guy looked at me and he goes, dude, that's less than a dollar a beer. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they recognize you picking up your 30 pack at PBR. Like, oh, this is the 30 pack guy. He, he's here every other day. I'm like two and a half a week. So <laughs> I, uh, uh, the liquor store by me, they require you to show your driver's license with your credit card to make sure the name matches the card. I guess there's a lot of crime where I live or something. And so I just pull out my ID and my card and I just kind of like hand them, like I hold both of them together and like hold it up to the, to the window. And the woman goes, I know you. <laughs> I'm like, that's not when you, that's, that's when you know you're in. Which is, which is one thing because obviously I have a very attractive face that so anybody would recognize me. Mm-hmm. But you, nowadays you're wearing a mask and you know, I typically have like sunglasses on my head or something like that or whatever. It's like, no, even covered up. She's like, I know who you are. David, David, you're always covered up with your bushy beard. I don't, I don't even know what you look like. Yeah, uh, when I shave, I, I put it this way: if I shave, I'm 43 years old. If I shave my beard, I beard, I could probably get a prom date, and no one would ask any questions about it. I look, <laughs> I look 30 years younger when I'm, uh, when I'm fully, fully shaved. So. <laughs> Anyhow, with that being the case, I uh, hope you guys had a good Christmas. Yeah, it was awesome. We all got a good gift in Christmas with a win in the uh, the Lending Tree Bowl. I always want to say the LendingTree.com Bowl. I think it's because it's one of those bowls that sounds so meaningless or just like the poor sponsor. That LendingTree.com, it just sounds like it should have a .com on it. Does it not? Now that yeah, you're I, don't, I don't think it does. I think it's just okay. Lending Tree Bowl. But like no space. Like they can't afford to put a space in there. Lending <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, so that's a good game. That was a hell of a game. That was, Heck yeah. That was a beatdown. It's a yeah. dominant game. What are you talking about? But well, so it was a dominant game in the fashion of Georgia State 2020 because we get the ball, opening drive. What do we do? Turn the ball, turn the ball over. And you know, it wasn't on that interception in the end zone, but the ensuing drive did lead to a touchdown, which is like what the fourth time we've turned the ball over on the opening drive, and uh, they've scored points this season. Which I think actually we've won all four of those games, and that's happened. That's- my so little brother, I was sure. watching it with my little brother, and he was like, see, this is why students don't go to the games. And I'm like, you just wait, all right? You just wait. <laughs> actually, I have gotten a little bit of confidence that we just start a little slow, and the game is a long game, and we, we might be able to come back. Like, the, the team has made me feel pretty good. So so that's actually the first question I had written down. So since you already answered it, Ryan, I'll go to Tim. Sorry. I, when they, no, when we turned the ball over the ends of the interception, that did not bother me. I'm like, oh, I mean, that sucks, but – you know, now they have a long field to come back on. You know, let's see what this defense that we've been touting about the last few games can really do. And they end up marching down the field and getting a touchdown. That's when I started feeling a little nervous about the game there in the first quarter. Tim, where were you when that happened? 
Now, I mean, going into the game, where were you? But like, what was your mindset? <laughs> well, I was going, at my house, David. <laughs> going into the game, I wasn't nervous um, from our previous podcast at all. Um, I think Ryan was the nervous one for some reason. I don't know why. I almost like took the Ryan's bait. It's, he, he was nervous because he's been a Georgia State fan the entire time. He knows that you can never go confident into a game. I was overly confident the last two weeks. I don't know why. But I didn't know anything about Western Kentucky and how bad their offense was, though. I mean, that guy, that, that their quarterback was terrible. Yeah. Well, see, not knowing anything about their quarterback, Ryan, he looks terrible, but those are the first two interceptions he threw. First interceptions he All threw season. the entire season. I saw, I saw the first one. They flashed that info at the bottom, but I still, um, even like his first, his first five bombs long balls were off by i mean five or six yards i mean it was crazy how inaccurate he was and i'm like how's this guy not getting picked off left and right he can't like what is what is this i do want to state though that ryan if you were actually listening to the podcast you were on last week we would have noted that he had not thrown a uh, uh an interception this entire season for it's some odd stat like any quarterback that's thrown over 81 passes is the only one that had not Throwing an interception. So, oh. and how do you say his last name? I kept saying Pigrome. I think that's what. Right. I don't think, I think it's, it's a hard O. Pig. I think it's Pigrome. 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 All right. Yeah. That's a name. That's, yeah. that's a yeah. <laughs> so, so you were too. That, that didn't really knock your confidence down when they scored on that uh, opening uh, turnover. When we threw the pick, I was like, "Okay, I've seen this before. Fine." You know, when we scored going, I guess towards the end of the first quarter, I felt a lot better. If we didn't score there, they stopped us, or we threw another pick or turned it over, I would have started having a little bit more concern. But once we scored, I felt a lot better about things going into the second quarter overall. Well, and once we got to the second quarter, our defense had already made a couple of stands at that point. Our offense was sort of look, looking decent. You know, they were warming up, knocking some rust off. And, um, I, you know, I, I felt pretty good throughout. That yeah, was it. Second yeah. quarter. Well, 27 yep. unanswered points. Yep. go into the second half and yeah i was feeling pretty good but i did actually i was feeling really good about it i liked where we were going but again being an atlanta fan you, you can never be too certain so i did tweet out i like, can calm down everybody this is an atlanta team the game is far from over yep. uh <laughs> which is funny now but had the game gone the other way maybe not not that funny of a tweet but maybe not that funny of a tweet period but uh did you ever get nervous at the game it was a confident state high throughout the entire Pretty much. Well, yeah, once we got past the half, I felt good. Yeah, well, what I liked about the game is when – because we've been kind of talking about this all season is, you know, we have you know, Quad and you got McKelly, and we're like, all right, we want to see a game where we're playing so well that you got to put McKelly in to get some actual valuable snaps and whatever. And, yeah, they're in the – I think 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter or something like that. They put him in there, and it's, you know, the typical – Backup quarterback comes in play, hand the ball off thing. Right. And then the very next play is a 25 yard touchdown with the corner of the end. Yeah. And I didn't even I didn't even realize it was him. And then I was like, wait, that's not a black dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great though. And so uh I think it's safe to say now, um, Brian, there is a quarterback controversy in some of that right <laughs> oh, now. God. Ruined. Uh, no, there isn't. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, I I agree, but uh, it was good to see that when McKelly came in, that uh, he was able to perform. And then you know, like every coach says, I'm sure Coach Elliott says it'll be a battle for who can do the best job in practice. So you know, McKelly will be there pushing quad, 
the entire offseason uh, leading into next year. So that's good. Good competition. I like it. It was cool seeing you do that. I can tell you, you know, I've, I've um, talked a lot of shit about quad um, this season, I think. And I, I'm excited to see how he progresses because I, I think he can only get better. And he will. He's going to be phenomenal before it's all said and done. Yeah, uh, I think the same. Tim, you think that we are finally seeing what's going to be our first four-year quarterback? I hope so. That'd be amazing if we get a four-year quarterback. I feel bad for McKellie or anybody else that's potentially looking at coming to the program, but um, man, we'll see. I, I would much rather have a guy come in and see what Quad did throughout the season, looking rusty at times, looking freshman at times, but yeah, that was awesome. That was great. And, and overall, I have to give props to Fuque. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I think if you go I mean, back and look defense. at it, at the season you just like our defense was good. Period. Yeah. I mean, our, we had a good defense this season. There were Minus two games. games, right? That's it. yeah. It's like two games where it, 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 you know, we we didn't do well, but everything else, I mean, those are the outliers. The the, the regular uh, game is our defense was awesome. So yeah, our defense held one of the worst offensive teams in the nation to, to three touchdowns. That's um, that's an accomplishment. We held them to twenty-one points. That's an accomplishment. Well, so well, was garbage time too, right? Uh, so the yeah, the the first touchdown count it. Second touchdown, maybe count it. The third one, don't count it. It's garbage. Yeah, I think the second one they were getting a little aggressive with just, just doing something they had to do and yeah. everything. But uh, yeah, the third one was definitely garbage. But I would much rather have seen you know a thirty-nine to to uh, fourteen zero or to zero. But realistically, but actually, the thing that actually messes messes with me the most about this game, yeah. So thirty-nine points that looks great. But it could have been 41. And you score in the 40s instantly. As soon as you're in the 40s, the number looks so much better. But for some reason, special teams, but what was it? Uh, uh, Ruiz just missed a point after, just flat out missed it. And the, then there was the very a, last one. Yeah. Was it the last one? I thought the last one was the just botched snap where it went flying past uh, the placeholder. Oh, I don't know if I yes. saw that. That's, I was pretty close to that game. Touchdown. But yeah, that's a bummer. But Oh well, I guess but he did make eight straight field goals. Gotta give him that. Going into I was like, like um, I was like game. two and a half bottles of wine in by the end of the game. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> well, we got uh, Julian here. Uh, it's weird how our pass rush is one of the better in the country, and Hedrick Willis only made three third team stumble. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there was another guy that's like first in the nation for sacks or something like that uh, on the team. That's sacks, but first in the nation in some stat, he made third team. I don't think it was Hedrick Willis. Well, the one that stood out to me too is Sam Pinkney at second Always. team. Like, what? What? What is? The, there must be some awesome receivers in the Sun Belt for speaking Sam Pinkney, who's like automatic. I mean, speaking of God hands, Pinkney, that guy was ridiculous in the game. There was, I think, uh, one or two different uh, receptions of his that got featured on You've Got Mossed this week. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Really, was, too. Yeah, he was ridiculous, and then even. On top of that, our defense, the two interceptions, I think one was pretty much just a thrown straight to us, but the second one, or the first one, actually, uh, yeah, it's a great cat, great interception. Yeah, I feel like we could have had two more in that game. There were, like, dropped, like, picks that were so just in our hands. We just didn't get it. I mean. It's okay. It's not their job to catch balls. It's, it's all good. It's not. If it was, they'd be on offense, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, these are the guys that they can get their hands on the ball. They can't actually catch it, so we'll put them out there just to get their hand on the ball. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was actually some interesting things looking on the internet about the game. Is 
there were a lot of people that were giving props to the uniforms, just non Georgia State fans that were probably those helmets, huh? In the helmets, too. That's what killed me was actually that helmet sticker getting the props. And it was the white helmets, too, wasn't it? Ugh. It was. God. With David's favorite helmet. I go, well, I've said it multiple times. If we win with that helmet on, I can't complain about it. But I also lie all the time. So <laughs> uh, that might cool. be our helmet now. Matt Panther Blue, best one. With the yeah. pink head on both sides. Oh, yeah. That's the best one. Yeah. I actually like the idea of doing kind of like how um, Bama and some other school puts the number on the side. But instead of like the player's number, I want it to be like all the Georgia area codes, like 404, 706, 678. Like all those just kind of showing four seven oh four set four seven oh yep the that's one the new one. one that's the newness right right we uh, need to own that four seven oh <laughs> although we should probably wait on doing that until we're actually recruiting players from the state of Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, what are some area codes Ooh. in South Carolina? Can we throw some of those up there? The state is so small. There's only like four people that live there and we we're actively actively recruiting three of them at the moment. So yeah. Uh, so that was good. Just see some like non Georgia state fans actually giving props to things like, you know, uniforms on top of the performance of the team in the game. Uh, yeah. We looked good on ESPN. You know what I yeah. mean? Like we, we played a great game on both sides of the ball on ESPN. And then the next day on the replay on ESPNU. I mean, like that's, that's, that's big for us. Yeah. Our history's not been good playing games on ESPN. We've always been the laughing stock. So it was good. Yeah, I agree to be able to be out there. And I was excited that, you know, there was no other football game going on, but there was no college football game going on. I, I didn't realize the NFL was playing games on Saturday. Were so they? they? Yeah, yeah, apparently. Oh. So I, when I set up my fantasy team, I did not realize that, but yeah, that was the case. So um, this was our uh, first bowl game on ESPN, right? We've always been on the CBS sports network, which no one gets. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. We were on something weird last year for the Wyoming game. I just remember, like, we were at the bar setting up and everything. I'm like, all right, you guys said you get this channel. And they're like, yeah, we're trying to find it. And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I don't remember what the first game was because I was actually there, so I didn't watch it. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, we're on ESPN proper. This was ESPN Prime. This was not 2 or U or Ocho or any of that kind of stuff. So that's good. Yeah. And a replay the next day in, like, prime time uh, yeah. hours. Too. It wasn't, like, weird. It was like, no, we're going to watch this on ESPNU again. All right. Yeah, yeah. A couple of things I saw online were just some other cool quotes about non-Georgia State fans talking about the program was Georgia State's a team on the rise, really interesting program at the moment. Uh, there was some guy that commented that he uh, he's like, I may have to wear my, my Georgia State jacket to work on Monday or whatever it was. and But he had a flair of Georgia Southern. This is a, on Reddit. And I'm like, these two things aren't matching up. And uh, he said, actually, he he went to school at Georgia Southern, but now works at state. Uh, so, yeah. uh, so, so Georgia State, we know you guys are uh, listening to this. Fire that guy. Fire. <laughs> What's his handle? I mean, wow. what, what are they going to have to go on, you know? Well, I, I did actually comment back to him. I said, uh, <laughs> if I knew who you were, I would actively ask the you know, campaign for the university. To <laughs> You wanted to do that GoFundMe for the flag, but really we should do a change.org petition to fire that guy. Yeah, but I bet. I don't know what this guy does. Um, I bet his salary could definitely pay for flags. So 
<laughs> so two birds are two. Yeah, two birds, one two stone. Birds, one stone. Done. <laughs> one eagle, one flag, two one stone. <laughs> Hell no. I will say the uh, announcers were giving us props too during the broadcast about how good we looked as a team and how we're building. And I did not hear them call us the Eagles once. They Yay. didn't. It's a little <laughs> thing. accomplishment that that's when you little know, things. That you know that Georgia State's taking that next step as a program is when you don't get confused with another school. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. There was a West Virginia fan uh, on Reddit that, that said flat out the Big 12 should take a look at Georgia State, that they they match the profile of what Big 12 is. And oh, yeah. obviously that, there's a lot of stupid fans in college football, of which yep. I'm looking at three of them right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of stuff. Oh, I, are you like in a different tab or something? I can't <laughs> argue with that guy. I mean, I can't, exactly. That, that, that's how stupid a statement was. I have no argument with it whatsoever. I agree with him. I think we should be in the Big Twelve. It would be rude and assholes. Uh, yeah, it'd be rude and assholes to disagree with them. So I, I don't want to do that. Makes sense. You know, Ben always said when we talked about moving to the Big East or what became the American, you know, there for the first several years of us joining the Sun Belt, like no team goes from Sun Belt to Big East. No team goes from you know Sun Belt. You got to go through Conference USA first. Well, we've already established the Conference USA is not a stepping stone for us any longer. So, um, no team goes to Big Twelve without going to American first. <laughs> well, I think um, I think I think um, instead of going, you know, they said going through CSA, and I don't think they realized that it just meant all the Sun Belt schools constantly beat CSA teams. We just went through them. Yeah, plowed right through them. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, yeah, Conference USA went zero and four, zero and five, whatever. They went zero and five against us. Zero in all of their bowl, uh, bowl games. They lost all their bowl games, even the ones that weren't against us. Yeah. Are we glad we didn't end up there instead of the Sun Belt right now? I mean, that's a dumpster yeah. fire, basically. Everything being constant, absolutely. But had we gone there, who knows what the Conference USA would have looked like? You know, they we went there because they picked up our. They picked Western Kentucky and whatever, and all the Florida, I think, the Florida I schools, FAU, FIU. Who yeah. knows what it would look like, but either way, yeah, Conference USA, Conference USA seemed to be on a path for self-inflicted disaster. So, yeah, as much as I hate uh, Sunbelt, it makes sense that we, uh, we're in the right place right, for us right now, I guess. Yep, Ugh, definitely. Uh, drink to that. That feels sick <laughs> like that. You didn't want to say that, did you? No, and I hate that I said it now. Anyhow. Um, one random question I had since I sp- uh, brought up Ben, no, re- no disrespect to him whatsoever at all. He does this. A lot of people do this. A lot of people that have kind of media accounts or whatever, they do play by plays of the game on Twitter. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, no, I think that's pretty weird too. Like quad rushes up the middle for a five yard game, whatever it is. I'm like, are there people that are actually like unable to watch or to listen to follow along to a game? They're, are following on some Twitter handle of like what happens in the game. And there's a lot of times there's no context. It's just right. a statement. If you go back to their Twitter feed, like, you know, a week later, you're like, what the hell is he talking about? What yeah. You happen? have to actually be watching it to understand it. So who's exactly. Doing, yeah. I mean, do you just have like your TV pulled up with like a Twitter feed going on right next to it? I guess it, there's yeah. a lot of people that do that. But even then it's not like giving an opinion on what happened. It's like, yeah, right. This play just happened. Not like, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Did you see this? The best catch I've ever seen since blah 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 blah. You know, it's it's no. Just, it's like I, one of my friends. He's a Florida fan, and he'll just post that was garbage, and I'll reply back, "What was garbage?" <laughs> that, I have no clue what he's yeah. talking about. It's the game, it's but Florida. He probably just saw some garbage. 
It's true. I, I, can't, I can't argue with that. His that, neighbor that was out so. watering the garden or something. Or a Florida co-ed. <laughs> that was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of that. So stay on Twitter. Don't do it. No, we don't. I, I did. Whoever comment, you are. I commented on a couple of plays here and there, I think, but nothing was like just narrating what happened. You didn't just put what question mark? <laughs> exactly. A bunch, of, a bunch of fire emojis when something happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that was a great game. Beat Western Kentucky, you know, twice in two bowls. Uh, Coach Elliott's two and one in bowls. Uh, so is it a rivalry now? Were you their daddy? I mean, it, it's not a rivalry. I they guess. won one. Regular season. Yeah, that's fine. They won one. They, we won two. Yeah. I guarantee you, I don't think that you'll see us getting Western Kentucky on our out-of-conference schedule anytime soon. Yeah. All right. You just wait for the bowl. I think the football gods want it. You won't see them on our regular season schedule, but it's going to happen. We're going to get bowls with them every year. That would most that is very likely to happen. We end up um, that sounds terrible, guys. <laughs> I'll take the easy W every year, you know. But uh, oh, oh shit, that was <laughs> that's some rivalry talk right there. Okay, sure. So uh, you guys have anything else about this game? It was great. It was awesome. It uh, it checked all the boxes. We have our best winning percentage as a football team, which isn't a great winning percentage. We have our best in program history. This was a positive in a year back to back winning seasons. What was that? Back to back winning seasons. That's yeah. huge. First back to back winning seasons. First back to back bowl ever. Is, yeah, yeah. That record so easily could have been so much better too. I mean, it is like literally three plays away from from being a better record. I mean, yeah. What did I? What did from I? From being like three more wins. I think I did. I did the math last week. It was like what, like eight or nine points that separated us having three more wins. Yeah, on the, on the season. Yeah, it could have been a season of so much better. That being said, this season with everything going on could have gone completely differently. We only lost one game due to the COVID crap. Um, as far as getting canceled, it could have been way worse. But uh, yeah, I think we got to chalk this up as one of the few bright spots of this uh, 2020 year. Well, and if you remember um, the loss that we had against Arkansas State, what, where our defense did very poorly was when Fuque was out for COVID concerns, uh, along with a couple of other key players. So, like that, that one actually COVID probably got us. Well, right. Asterisk that one. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, speaking of asterisks, uh, the Sun Belt played in a few other bowl games. This we season. did. <laughs> the Sun Belt did. <laughs> Uh, I think when we talked last time, the App State game had already happened. Uh, so nothing to say about that. I, I don't have to say much to say about any of them. Southern won their game. Yay for them. They uh, played LA Tech. Is that right? They played uh, Louisiana Tech. What is LA it? Tech? I like that. LA Tech. Yeah. <laughs> what, that's, what they, that's, what they, that's what it looks like. It does look like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they're both shit cities. So what a what a what a, just a horrible combination of things. Didn't I text you something about that? I think I did, David. You likely did. You text me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you guys text behind my back. What? Oh, don't worry, Ryan. Most of it's about you. So. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> uh, You're forgiven. <laughs> uh, what, there's two more bowls that happened. Both were kind of fun. Uh, I, I want to talk about um, the Liberty Bowl. I'm sorry, the Cure Bowl. The Liberty Bowl. Liberty Bowl. 
There is a Liberty Bowl. I want to know. There is one. Isn't it canceled? Probably. Yeah, I don't. There is a Liberty Bowl, though. Yeah. Well, I know for for most of Sunbelt fans, it became the Liberty Bowl, the the Cure Bowl, Liberty versus uh, number twelve high on their horse, Coastal Carolina. Yeah, they should. Wow. That's what they should change their mascot to, from the Chanticleer to like the Just high a giant horse. horse. <laughs> <laughs> a really tall horse. So this was a great, not to get into the whole gameplay, everything, but this ended up being a really good game. Like I think that most Sunbelt fans based off just the arrogance of what uh, the coastal fans have been putting out there all season long, we're kind of rooting against coastal in this game. It's one of those rare games where you kind of don't root against I, Ryan. You have your own personal stuff going on. Yeah, I was obviously rooting for coastal. Um, and I watched like the first, four or five plays of that game and was like, oh, well, that's not looking good. Mm. But it ended up being a good game because, you know, you're you're excited the entire time because Liberty is up on them. And then Coastal found a way to tie it up. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to win this game. And then Lafayette takes it down to the to the Coastal one-yard line. Lafayette. I said, I did this when we talked about Liberty. Liberty took it down to the one-yard line. And – Somehow, that was a weird game. Uh, what were your feelings on that one, Tim? I mean, Coastal had every chance, literally every chance to win, and somehow they screwed it all up. I mean, it just wasn't meant to be. I don't know. Like, I think I tweeted something to that exact same effect about the game. that They, they were gifted every opportunity and still managed to lose it. But I think the thing that <laughs> cracks me up the most about it is, so – Coastal lose. We were rooting for Coastal to lose in that game. Majority of Sunbelt fans. Were we weren't. We weren't. But even but Ryan, even you can take uh, credence in this here. Coastal lose actually losing that game probably hurt the Sunbelt more than anything else because now it looks like how successful they were all season was just a flash in the pan and it wasn't that good of a team. Like everyone thought they were this media darling that was this new UCF want to be this Boise State team coming out of nowhere. No, you can't even beat a you know online school from Virginia. I think I mean, that I, uh, I, I still I still think that the, there's a the bigger problem there, and I think that they deserved a lot of the accolades they got being media darlings and all that. I mean that, that's a good team, and um, I think when you the players probably felt shafted going to a lower tier Sun Belt game, like they didn't even go to the top tier Sun Belt game. And um, so the, they played Liberty in the Cure Bowl, an independent um, FBS team who you know literally can't even get an invite to a conference, and that's why they're independent. They just have bucos of money, and that's it. Um, and you know Cincinnati, on the other hand, who was ranked eight, right? They were ranked twelve going into that. Cincinnati was ranked eight, I believe. I mean, I might be wrong on that. You can correct me if I'm wrong. You're it good. gets to play Georgia, you know, in Atlanta, and I mean, so they're probably pissed off. They got to play Liberty and not a, a P5 program. And, you know, I, I could understand the guys just, like, not getting up for it. All right, I mean, that's, that's the wrong move for them, but I can understand it. That's absolutely the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And I've Come known, on. And I've known you for years. No, that's stupid. Cincinnati played. You told me earlier God was just on Liberty's side. That was dumb. <laughs> I mean, you have to assume so, right? It's the only- no, you don't. <laughs> God. Oh, boy. Cincinnati actually played in and won their, cha- their conference championship game. They played a conference championship game. That's fair. No, I'm, I'm not saying that they should have gone and played like Georgia, but like they were ranked 12, whether you like that ranking or not, they deserved a better bowl based on the ranking that they had. 
Do you not think that possibly these bowl organizers, that's a hard word to say when you've been drinking, uh, these bowl organizers were not looking at a team that had just come off of calling COVID on their championship game and be like, no, we don't want a chance at a team that possibly can't play. Maybe. So Maybe, not- but that doesn't make it feel better for the players. And I just I feel like the players probably got into that game and said, God, man, this sucks. I don't want to play very hard. Well, what happened here was uh, everything was screwed up this year. The conference championship game got pushed back. We already had some belt associated bowls that were happening. The, the, I guess they hire in bowls, if you will. And Coastal hadn't played their games yet. They, they had not finished out their schedule. So these other bowls had to pick up who they were going to take. And Coastal was left out there. Here's your option. You will not get a lower bowl if you lose your championship game. Well, you didn't play it. So you lost the, the higher end bowl. That's fine. That's what happens. Plus, they were playing a nine and one team. They were playing a good team that went up against some good opponents and won this record. Didn't Liberty, That's true. Didn't Liberty beat Virginia Tech this year? Were no. they good? I don't know. I think they lost to Virginia Tech. Barely. I thought, their loss, I thought their loss was at NC State barely. Or was it NC State? No, it was NC State. You're right. Regardless, I can't believe I knew that. Uh, no, I, I think – What are you, like, talking about Liberty fan? <laughs> well, I, follow, I have to follow them along just to know how to antagonize you the most. Texas possibly. State, then Liberty, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> exactly. Then Georgia State. Then, then that's yeah. my uh, falls. Yeah. No, I quit. I quit this podcast. <laughs> I think that – I understand where you're coming from in your statement, Ryan, but what I'm saying is – this stupid. you've never been to a bowl yet. Stupid. You this is they have never been to a bowl game at ever. You need to play your heart out in that game. You didn't make what you wanted to get out of it, but you better play that game like you as hard as you possibly can. Well, should, I, I, I agree with you. They should come out there and they should have won 53 to 10. They should I, think, I, agree with you. I think the attitude is wrong, but I I do think that the attitude was probably there. They should treat they should have treated Liberty a religious school the same way that Alabama is going to treat Notre Dame or religious school in the college football playoffs. You, I agree have, with you. you have no reason to be playing us right now because you're not as good at us. No. Coastal came out there and looked like wimps the entire game and yep. they didn't end the way the game was supposed to end with them losing. Yep. No, I mean, you're, you're not wrong about that. So I feel like they probably thought they should just win. What's yeah. that, Tim? Tim? I feel like they should have just thought they should have won. Like, they're the dominant team. Liberty is not that good. Maybe they didn't come in thinking that Liberty was going to give them a fight. A, a lot of teams good. fall into that trap, right? So, like, uh, Tim, you might know, like, when Georgia played UCF some years ago at the Music City Bowl, they fell into that trap. When Georgia played, so Georgia's who I know. Uh, Ooh, when Georgia Texas. played Texas a couple of years ago when they didn't there. make the national championship, man, they came out flat. They didn't give a shit about that game. It was, it was terrible. terrible. Talking about UCF, look at UCF when they played Auburn. Like UCF was an undefeated team, and they thought they they deserved to be in the college ball playoff. They were playing Auburn, and they, so they played up. No, exactly. They did their job. They came out there, and they made they made the NCAA put an asterisk into their uh, their record books for something that everyone decided the national champion was going to be the winner of these uh, three games. Yeah. There, there is yeah. no co-champion in the NCAA college football playoff. Except for that year. Except for that year. They did their job. That's an absurd comparison because, because Liberty is not comparable to Auburn. No. I mean, <laughs> Auburn was, a, was having a, a great season in their own right. And where it was a really good football team, and Liberty is is Liberty, dude. 
what I'm saying is if you want to have an argument to stand on, win your games. I agree. No, I agree. And you, you show up every game no matter what. Do not play down to your opponents. Don't come out flat. Like, go come out and win. Come out and win the dang game. You've abdicated yeah. all authority to speak on your behalf when you lose your game. When you lose yeah. your game, you know what? You're a loser. That's all you are. And the record books will go down in the 2020 season. The last game you got of your an L. L. You're yep. a loser. Going into 2021, you are a loser. Nothing Damn. matters. And the team is so are you calling Coastal David. Loser? I'm calling Coastal Losers. Oh. Get him, David. So, so Ryan, you brought up that Georgia game. Who is the who? You brought that. If I was really good at video editing, I would totally cut to that scene. <laughs> Man, Ryan, you brought up that Georgia Texas game. There was not enough beer in that stadium that night. It was terrible. That was a terrible. Oh. Were you there? Yeah, I was there. Oh man, I mean, it was like, good God, you're watching, watching Bevo like, try to take out those care. people. Like, is it Bevo? Is that the name of the steer or whatever? I I don't know. I don't know. The watching like pregame when it tried to like kill people. That was they like took Uga over there and like yeah, didn't Bevo. it attack Uga or something? Yeah, <laughs> like, I saw that. I was like, holy shit, this is gonna be a shit show from the yeah. start. <laughs> I can't believe that some something was able to. Uh, attack Uga and walk out of that stadium alive. Those Georgia fans are such freak fans. Like, you don't touch Uga. Uga touches you. So, second thing, Coastal Carolina's loss has my favorite logo created, the Coastal Carolina Asterix Lears. <laughs> Love it. This is the best logo ever. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll probably see uh, Lafayette fans selling that T-shirt because that's actually why I kept the Lafayette game, the Bull game. <laughs> I'll talk about because I don't care about the game whatsoever at all. They beat the Roadrunners, blah, blah, blah. Barely. Barely beat the Barely. Roadrunners. Uh, the Lafayette fan base, oh, my God. You can tell these are the same fans of the New Orleans Saints. It's the exact same thing that happened when that, the Saints had that no-call pass interference in the NFC Championship game a few years ago. The fan base will not accept the fact that they just lost that game or did not make it into that championship game due to COVID, due to COVID and everything. Twitter is just ridiculous. There, some picture came out of Coastal with the championship trophy, the Sunbelt trophy, and like there are three questions that must be answered. When did the trophy arrive at, in Conway? When were these photos taken? And why was the defensive line allowed to be in or some crap? Are we sure these aren't paid actors? <laughs> <laughs> this year, who knows? It's Russia. Russia is doing it. It's uh... – <laughs> Saints fans, or wait, it would be the other way around, right? It's not the raging Cajuns, it's the Russian Cajuns. It's the so Saints the, uh, fans. My, my grandpa actually decided from this uh, kickoff for our game uh, that he was going to troll me and root for Western Kentucky the whole time in a very obnoxious way. Um, and no, he that, basically is, that is some love right there. That is some uh, grandfather, grandson love right there. I'm going to take something that you're probably passionate about and just talk shit about it for the next three and a half hours. He did, but yeah. it did cause a lot of like very fun conversations between like, like, and then I got to shit talk a lot, but he kept on basically talking about how, how much we pay the refs because the refs kept on making calls in our favor. He's like, how do you have, you know, one penalty to R10, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, if you were good at football, maybe you wouldn't commit 10 penalties to R1. Blah, you know? So we were like just shit talking to each other the whole the whole game. And the best part about that is you celebrate your family's Christmas the day after Christmas. So this was literally your Christmas day. This was after Christmas. Yeah. Just yeah. talking shit back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, Lafayette fans, not disappointing, being uh, hilarious on Twitter and social media about how petty they are that Coastal refused. Also, App State fans are throwing shade too. If you notice, I don't know if you saw that on Twitter, David, but they're throwing a lot of shade at Coastal Carolina for losing. Were they saying that we should have been there instead of, yeah, instead of Coastal? Well, I think what they're kind of really doing is kind of thumping their chest because as of right now, um, since they've instituted the championship game in the Sun Belt, App's the only team to have played in and won the championship. So they get to kind of keep that little asterisk of themselves about how the only conference champion since the championship game is App State. I, yeah, I, I think there's no, there is no co-champion. I, I, there's, there's no co-champion. That's silly. We did not do a championship. That's the rules, and so there's no champion this year. No, I, to that extent, I agree with what you're saying. That being said, uh, the difference is Coastal did play Lafayette that season in regular season. Like if that had been the one game because you don't play every game in the opposite uh, division. Had they not played that game, then I, yeah, you make that argument very cleanly. The fact yeah, but that's that, not the, the rules. The rules that we all agreed to was there was going to be a conference championship game, and then they, they didn't play it. I, I get it. I, I, say I can get Coastal stumping their chest. And uh, what is it? The college football committee is a, a playoff committee is treating Coastal as the champion. They're ignoring the, the, uh, the coach. Well, they, they ignore us mostly anyway. So That's true. But I do think that with all that crap with the the, uh, the trophy there at in Conway and all the pictures taken, I don't want to say anything positive about Lafayette whatsoever at all. But I mean, if you are if the conference says you're co-champion, they need to have a trophy there in their display case as well. So maybe, or at least give them a cardboard cutout to hold up. Right? Maybe, maybe they give a picture of the, all the uh, coastal guys with their trophy, and they can hang that in their <laughs> case. Like you know, this is yours too. So. They should just bring it to App State since they're the champions. I mean, I think they're really, <laughs> really sad. They're the reigning yeah. champions, right? <laughs> they are they the are. championship game champions. <laughs> I think there's a tweet about that, and I think there's a tweet about welcome to the 11 win club, even though App State technically has had more wins winning the championship and their bowl game in the past year. So a little bit of shade thrown there. I mean, not taking away anything Coastal's done. It's been fantastic for them this year. I would love to be in their position to win all those games, but yeah. Um, but then they lost against Liberty, so like I'm really happy that we just played our season and and we're us. Yeah, it was a little salt. They they didn't come out ready for that game. Sorry. Yeah. Womp womp. And also update the color of your field. It looks stupid on TV. It's dumb. Yeah, it's really bad. It is. Uh, other than that, I'm kind of done with football. Uh, we've got uh, some basketball stuff to talk about. You guys cool. done, done with football? I feel, I feel I need to cleanse myself from talking about Coastal and Lafayette so much. That's a lot of Lala and Coastal we, talk. Yeah, we got off Georgia State pretty early and started talking about Sunbelt stuff. <laughs> David. Well, I wanted, to, when I was putting the, the notes together, I kind of wanted to uh, just finish football as a subject before moving into basketball as a subject because it is the end of the football season for us now. And I, I did put some things in there about next season, but we can talk about that last call or um, – or later in the year next excuse me next year and we are in the beginning of the i guess the second phase of the basketball season we finished the out of conference schedule we're starting up with the uh sunbelt conference schedule this uh friday and uh i had been talking to some coastal people about coming on to preview the two games we have friday and saturday against them uh but you know i think they're a little salty about their sports program after this past week so no hear back from them. 
for this week, but we do play them again in two weeks. So we can maybe get them on to talk about the return trip to Atlanta for the Chanticleers. Uh, so yeah, not, none of them on here this week. Uh, so do we need to like take it to them for beating the crap out of us in football? So we beat the crap out of them in basketball. I know it's not equivalent, but I mean, you gotta do something. Well, yeah, obviously that's a game. This, these two games are games we, we want to win. You don't want to start your out of conference schedule by uh, losing, especially a pair of games, but yeah, no. Yeah. I want to, I want to come in there because this is actually one of the better teams, according to all the metrics uh, in the conference this year, uh, they're mm-hmm. right up there with us, and um, I think actually in the East App State. So um, yeah, that's what I want to talk about first. Was uh, looking at uh, the way the this, the conference is kind of broken down this year, and where we where we stand. But before I do that, there's one thing I forgot to bring back up this season. We talked about every game last season, which Georgia State was tracking the most worthless stat that we yes. at all. And that was a consecutive number of games of having a three-pointer since, like, I want to say the 80s. Who knows? Whatever it was. So I forgot to look at it. I did check back at our game recaps. We have not tracked that stat at all this season. The last time we tracked that stat was the last game last season. We have stopped tracking it. I'm going to give credit to us for making Georgia State update. I'm sure that was a computer thing. They probably just, like, have a little macro in there that tracks certain things. Looks for three-pointers, yeah. Right. Uh, but they have replaced it. They've replaced it with the new stat that oh boy. Uh, now updates every single game. But this is actually a legit stat. This is a good one. We have billboards to the fact of this stat. Now what they're doing is tracking uh, since rejoining the Sunbelt Conference, uh, the, the number of wins we have being the highest out of all Georgia Division One programs. Oh, yeah. All right. That's a legit tra- a stat that I, I'm all on board for. Probably yeah. more legit than three-point shots every game. Yeah, if I'll we get to a point where we miss a three-point shot, we are definitely the team winning the most games in, in Georgia. So I just want to kind of give that out there. But, yeah, um, it's going to be tough, I think, this season because the season will be weird. Once again, it looks like the better basketball programs, uh, just like the better football programs, are in the East versus the West. It's very uh, one-sided loaded um, on that side. So, uh Going into uh, the uh, conference play, all but one East Division team has six wins. That one team being not having it is Troy, and Troy always gives us problems. So might as well have you know six wins and say all these teams are pretty good. That being said, none of their teams have beaten a really. I think the everybody's schedule, but it wasn't a very like impressive. So I would everyone, have- played, everyone played Carver Bible College, basically. Pretty much. Yeah, Carver, I think actually Troy played Carver yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I was just kidding. No, I mean, I'm serious. Uh, every Georgia team, I think, did. But uh, I don't know. If you look at on the, on the West side, though, and they're out of conference schedule, there's one team with six wins, Lafayette, of course. Uh, so it's the path to winning the division is going to be very difficult on the East side of things in my opinion. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be huge, right? You got these back-to-back games, Friday and Saturday, Friday and Saturday, Friday and Saturday. So, I mean, hopefully the team's ready to go, has been conditioned, can handle turning around, I don't even, not even 24 hours later and playing another game. Um, I really want to say these first two weeks playing at Coastal and at Troy is going to kind of set a precedence for what Georgia State's going to look like going into the season. 
but I think it's two difficult road trips to start off before getting back into the sports arena. So I don't want to say that because if we lose, you know, two or more of those games, I don't want it to be a, a bad thing. But if we win out these first two road game, these two road series, other than just stupid mistakes, we should be in a position to win out on and go perfect in, in the Sun Belt in the regular season. I mean, you know, ESPN's matchup predictor just gives us the edge over both teams, even more so with Troy, which we all know Troy is not a sure thing. Even if it's a 99.9, we'd probably somehow potentially lose on the last second Troy three or some crazy shot or a foul as the inbound. Something stupid would happen and Troy would win. So, I mean, yeah, going 4-0 and in the, this away series to open the season would be huge for us to start as we come back home. Especially considering that when we do come back home, we're playing one of those teams again. We're playing Coastal all over. The chickens. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the sea chickens. So, but talking about what ESPN's predictors, uh, Tim, and not to get all statsy and whatever, excuse me, but they have their um, – their BPI, their you know big mathy thing that looks at not to get statsy, but here's some stats. I'm not going to give you a stat. I'm going to give you some rankings. So are these uh, are these mid major rankings? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Too soon. No, no. I'm going to no. Actually, perfect lead into this. So, oh. Georgia State did get bumped up in the mid major rankings. Mid major top twenty five got moved up from fourth to third place after not playing a game in the past week. Awesome. So we're like 83 instead of 84. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Grab this. Lost my spot here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hit the space button. The space button. Uh, you're, you're not, you said that in our own like group me uh, Patreon chat about that. And I said something more along the lines of 46, 47, 47, 48. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So actually, in ESPN's BPI, we actually are uh, 71st in all of uh, college wow. basketball. Yeah. But on top of that, I'm super proud. If you look at their predictor for uh, making the NCAA tournament, we're 52nd, tied for 52nd. So, yeah, Wait, what? how are we not like 99% going to the tournament? I don't understand. As far as number of teams making it into the tournament, like, <clears throat> but we're we're basically like most likely to go from the Sun Belt, right? Well, yeah, all, all the 16 seeds are the last, you know, the last four teams, and then the I see 15 C's, whatever stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. Mid major rankings. I know they're not really, they're there to give teams a good feeling about being in these smaller programs and everything. But yeah, being three in the major is cool. Shut up, Ryan. You're wrong. What I loved, what I loved was the conversation about Gonzaga and how the first ranked mid major team should just not be a mid major anymore. And I said, Oh, so you're admitting <laughs> that that this is like the the least bad whatever like i, I just come on just, man. it's not the number one ranked team i didn't reply but it's not the number one ranked team i just don't see gonzaga as a mid-major ever anymore. they are the number one mid-major in the rankings but mid-major is based off of conference it's not based off of program right their program is not a mid-major makeup it is they're a mid-major they're like like the years ahead of their conference we're not a Sun Belt made up, make makeup team, but we are in the Sun Belt. Gonzaga is not a mid major makeup program, but they're in a mid major conference. So your little nitpicking there, Ryan, is not going to win over here. Okay. Now, Ryan, I will give you something you'll love. So we're a top 
three on College Insider, but we're not ranked in the top 25 for mid-major madness. Go figure that one out. I don't care. I don't. I don't care about mid-major rankings, guys. I think it's that's a garbage way to to call us anything. And it and what it does is it just says that we're not good enough to get in into any of the regular rankings into any of the regular discussions. So you actually have to segregate us out into this like, well, here's this group well, of people who aren't as good. Well, and yeah, yeah, you're ranked. They're ranked three out of them. Here's where you're wrong, Ryan. Oh, episode title. Here's where, you're here's, wrong, here's where you're wrong, Ryan. <laughs> here's where you're wrong, Ryan. There's a difference between college basketball and college football. That difference being college football takes the shape of the ball. <laughs> and, and that's about it. The, the ball number of fans. Uh, there's more than one forward pass in a play in, in college <laughs> No, the difference being in the ranking system of college football is they're taking as a round, they're taking the top four teams, and those teams get to play. You got no idea the quality of the other teams below there. In college basketball, you're taking 64, 68. I don't even understand that play-in game thing. They take the, they taking sixty-four teams. So when you're looking at the top twenty-five, you're like, all right, these top twenty-five are probably making the tournament. Like all of them, all of right. them making it. All right. Well, who are the next best teams I'm not aware of that will actually be in this showcase? I'll be watching in March. So the mid-major top 25 is a chance to kind of break it out and see these are the other teams that, while not top 25 overall, at their level are competing as best as possible. So it kind of gives you a better idea, a better look at the teams they're going to be playing in March Madness, which everybody loves watching those Cinderella teams. Yeah, no, I mean they do like watching them, but I don't think I don't think anyone's paying attention um, to the the mid major rankings except for the fans of those mid majors. Well, Same as football. Same as football. If right. college football put uh, sixty four teams into a playoff system, which would absolutely never happen, if they did that, then I would completely understand a mid major ranking in college football. But they're not, so I don't want to have a G five ranking. I don't. I would understand that. a top sixty four ranking. Oh, top 64. Yeah, but no one pays. <laughs> All right, yeah. The, the thing about the ESPN DPI I wanted to bring up without getting all too weird about this stuff is Georgia State comes in first place in the Sun Belt at 71st across all of college basketball teams. The number two in Sun Belt is actually App State, which surprised me. You'd think it'd be Little Rock or something like that. Right. So we're 71 overall. They're 163. That oh, wow. drop off. Between the first place Sunbelt ranked team, us. That's a cavern. That's and a lot more interesting, yeah. In App State, number two is 163. And uh, the next yeah, the next four teams are the, the, the high 100s, and then the rest of the half drop off in the 200s, the last two teams in the 300s. But, yeah, so as of right now, based off of these seven games we performed in, ESPN's little number calculator guy really sees Georgia State as, you know, a much, much better team than the rest of the conference. Little number That's, calculator guy. Number I, I literally imagine there being some guy. Like, there, there's one guy. Out of ESPN billion dollars they put into this, there's, I just see one guy going back there with his, like, phone going, enter in. He got that many assists. He got that many sacks. Whatever. Sacks. And he's and, and, and they, they nobody ever invites him out after work because he's that guy that goes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we. Well, it's kind of funny because you posted something about real-time RPI, David, in the chat thread, and right. we've moved 
obviously down as we played games and we're ninth and app states the next team at 104 so obviously you know they're using a little bit similar stat pile right you know, to get now tim i may be wrong here but they may be using the same data and just looking at it slightly differently and then like adjusting for power conferences <laughs> exactly and based off where those uh the, the people they're doing their calculations with the school that was the thing back in the bcs the BCS had like what like a dozen different uh, computers that were being fed into one big computer, and like I remember this, my friends at Virginia Tech were like they would follow the Virginia Tech computer, and Virginia Tech always was like top five, always top five, and that that computer put out, but then would end up being like twelfth or sixteenth in the nation. <laughs> so the Sun Belt's negative fifty. That's all they do. <laughs> they just plus fifty to every team in the Sun Belt. If they, actually, if they actually gave us gave us the credit we deserve, we'd probably be a top ten team in the legit rankings. So that Ryan won't be busy looking at his phone the entire time while we're talking. Well, you guys are boring. <laughs> <laughs> Arkansas State stands out to me though. They're, I mean, I don't know what they are in FPI. I'm assuming they're last, right? Since it follows the, the Arkansas, real time. Oh, no, 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 no. This is the Sun Belt. So who's gonna be last? There's a rule. Monroe. Monroe is last. <laughs> There's a rule. At 332 <laughs> overall, Arkansas State is uh, – my country – my Memphis accent came out. My Arkansas State comes in at 304, 11th in the nation. That's shocking. I don't know. It was a little strange to me because so the, the top four in the Sun Belt, uh, GSU, App State, Coastal, and Little Rock. Um, so the top three are all East Division teams. It'll be interesting to see how things play out and how these numbers change as we get through these first couple of weeks of games. But. Where's um where's the the school down south? You haven't mentioned them, but usually they're uh, uh, one or two uh, above above or below us. Yeah, no, like they actually have been pretty decent at basketball since joining the Sun Belt, where they it was never really a strength for them, but um they've come in and and competed usually. Yeah, uh, I didn't bring it up because I don't like talking about them as much as I do in general. But yeah, they came in eighth, eighth in the entire conference. And they've lost uh, quite a bit of talent this year from last year to this year. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how they reload. And then I don't know Tukey, right? Gone. Yep. Gone. Yeah, because we were supposed to get him. He like declined our offer for them. And I something never, like that. Yeah. Never forget. Ask, ask Ben. I don't know. They come in eighth in the conference overall, but that does not matter this season because all regular conference games are being played in their division, interdivision, interdivision, division. Uh, so they come in eighth overall. But they come in fifth out of the East. So they're right there, and they're just out of Troy. So, but that's, that was kind of my my point about it was. You're ranking Southern and Troy as the two worst teams in our division. Those are the two teams that give us the most trouble in general. That means yeah. we've, got a, we've got a hard schedule the entire way. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, last bracketology has us playing as ESPN bracketology blah, blah, has us playing a 13 seed versus Michigan in Indianapolis. I would want to go to that game. I want to be there. Absolutely. Indianapolis, man, that is a terrible city. Oh no, Indianapolis is great. What? Oh, it's great for drinking. Yeah. And everywhere's great for drinking. Just go to your liquor store, dude. No, I food everywhere. Everywhere. Indy's cool. Uh Dayton, Ohio is not as cool. 
So when I had to go to a wedding in Dayton, Ohio, we decided to actually spend the weekend in Indianapolis and drive to Dayton for the wedding and then drive back like the next morning and hang out another day there. And we stayed right outside of Lucas Oil Stadium. And it's got a cool bar set up right outside the state. It's we had a blast. This is on a Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, and we had a blast. It was a party scene. Who knows what it's going to be like next year? Yeah. But it was to the point where we're like, all right, the next time the Falcons play the Colts in Indy, we are going to that game. And I think it lined up, <laughs> coincidentally enough, when uh, Kim was pregnant with our second kid. So, like, well, next time. I was like, can I go? And she's like, no, not that. <laughs> I'll admit, my time um, in Indianapolis was not actually spent in the city. It was out in Plainsville, and uh, it was just terrible out there. Yeah, a place called Plainsville sounds boring. I have never seen a more flat part of the earth in my life. I mean, it is crazy. You should see my girlfriend. What? Yeah, what was that? Huh? <laughs> we'll say that one for last call. Uh, anyway, oh, <laughs> uh, all right, we're getting here to close to an hour. Talk a little bit about coastal game, not a lot. They are the only other six and one team heading into the conference play, along with us. They play anybody good? No, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this works out playing two games back to back days. What do, you, what do you think helped our ranking the most? Do you think, I mean, is it like Tech and Mercer, Tech. right? Mercer, Tech yeah. Mercer, right? Tech and Mercer have got to be it exactly. The two best games yeah. we played. I mean, the two best teams we played. And then, uh, was it uh, Tech beating? Was it Kentucky? But Kentucky like is garbage now, so it doesn't like count. I mean, garbage in terms of Kentucky, right? Yeah, they, they have one win so far. Yeah, oh, shoot. <laughs> right. Played Mercer twice. Mercer's high up. Mercer's high up there too. So we played them twice. They played us twice. We're benefiting from playing each other twice already in one season. Right. Tech, I think, is in the mid one thirties RPI wise, so helped us. But you know, you know, everything from here is kind of downhill ish. Yeah, I mean, that's it, it. Always is because Sun Belt's just a one bid league. I mean, they're oh, yeah. we're not very good at basketball. Yeah. Well, we we, ha- we returned a lot of great players. We've started yeah. a lot of new great players. I say a lot, but like that Sosame is going to basically be Sosame is the bomb. He's going to be the MVP of our championship season. Wait, there's a player you guys like? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about him uh, every week that there's been. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> every week since basketball started, we've talked about the same guy. <laughs> he like tall or something? He is tall. So he I is know. tall. And he gets rebounds. Those are like foreign to us. Wait, yeah. what's a rebound? Exactly. Back you wouldn't know. If you watch Georgia State basketball, if you watch Georgia State basketball, you wouldn't know the past. If you watch Georgia State basketball during the Ron Hunter era exclusively, <sighs> you would not know what a rebound is. To be fair, you wouldn't know what an offensive rebound is. Right. True. Right. They were. That was where the hole was. Yeah. Yeah. So no, uh, this will be good. I'll, I'll be watching the game. And thank God they're doing. Even though it's New Year's Day, a day that almost everyone has off from work. Uh, thank God they're doing the game at six o'clock, so you've got a chance to recover from any hangover you may have. Start and, drinking, and yeah, get, get get your buzz restarted again. Order some some wings to be delivered for that game, six o'clock game. I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to my wife convincing my wife to allow me to go tailgate in the G deck for a Friday evening and a Friday after, or Saturday afternoon game. Once we have our games back in the state, back in uh, Atlanta. Good luck. 
Yeah, that first weekend's actually her birthday weekend, so that's not happening at all. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> you should just ditch her. Yeah, damn. And now you just, should make the G deck part of is her. She caught up. Birthday. She caught up yet? You gonna listen to this? No, she's not caught up, but she did message me that she was out. Uh, I think dropping the kids off or something. And she messaged me. She's like, I'm calling you because you said that I would never hear this. And it's, <laughs> it's when I uh, went down to the Mexican restaurant here and hung out for a few hours instead of going right, right back home. She's like, you said I'd never hear it, but I did. So, yeah, she's keeping tabs. You're like, you don't even know what I'm what I was talking about. That was a long time ago. Also, <laughs> yeah. they're delicious. Like, I don't I don't know what I was talking about. I killed them brain cells. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I didn't pay attention to what the other Sunbelt games are, but every but all Sunbelt starts on Friday. It's it every team's playing. Um and it's gonna go that way for the next uh what is it, like eight weeks, something like that. And it looks like women are doing the same thing, rolling right into other sports. Women, I guess they're traveling together. So the women play up at Coastal this year uh, this week as well. And it looks like they go back and forth the exact same way, cutting down on costs, cost, cutting down on Exposure and everything. So it's going to be a fast and furious season, man. All the way through the end of February, just like nonstop. I'm curious when they announced they were going to do this and then every team makes the playoffs in, in Pensacola. I was kind of like, yeah, everybody plays. Now I'm kind of like, Mm-mm. I think maybe you take the top two teams, but, they're, they, but they are doing home, like university games for the first round or something. Round or are two. They? I think so. It'll be I haven't read up on it this year. I just know we're all going. We're all we all we all, we all made we all made the playoffs. We all get postseason games. Right. We all get postseason game. So, uh, that's all I got, guys. Oh, I got a few last things. call. Let's go. I, I got a few things for last call. I've got uh, looking ahead towards the football next season. Some notes on that. I have some notes on the GHSCA that happened at the stadium this week. It happening right now, and uh, Boise's talk about trying to take our spot inside of the American bastards. I like the tease. I like I'm, I'm, I like the tease. <laughs> yeah, I heard that about you. That's what I. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for those that uh, tuned in and watched on uh, YouTube and Facebook. We're heading over to do our last call. We're we'll have a few more drinks. Talk about a few more things. We're just related. It'll be a. Uh, uh, free to everybody on Friday morning as a po- podcast only available to all of our Patreon members immediately. Uh, as soon as I post it, I kind of don't post it until uh, Monday morning. So, uh, but yeah, it should be out there. Uh, thanks everybody for uh, watching and listening. Say goodbye, guys. Bye, y'all. Peace. I mean, goodbye, guys. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much, and go Panthers.